Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. You do know that I love property don't you? Of course you do. And I know that you love property as well. That's why you're here of course. So we understand one another don't we? However, there are one or two things about property investment that I really don't like that much if I'm totally honest with you. And today is all about one of those, off-plan, new-build property investment. Join me on a mini rant as to why I really don't like this type of property investment strategy, if you will. However, as a reward for putting up with my apparent negativity on the topic, if you stick around towards the end, I will give you one very good reason why I actually love new build property, along with a way to get uh, some of my top tips of how to manage most of the reasons why I don't like it. So strap yourself in and let's go. Okay, so let's get on with this week's featured topic with Property Chatter. I won't lie to you, I wrote this piece at least a dozen times in my head over the years. However, I've posted on forums, drafted email responses to listener and reader questions, and delivered pretty much the same speech to a few mentees as well. You see, I'm not a big plan of off-plan, new build property investment, and I have 10 very sound reasons why I really don't like it as a property investment model. I do have one exception to the rule which could potentially trump the other 10, or some of them anyway. So make sure you stick around to the end of the list to to find out what that one thing I do like is as well. Okay, straight into it then with 10 reasons why I dislike off-plan new build property investment. Reason to dislike number one, the developer. With an off-plan or new build property uh, development, there is one significant risk over and beyond that of buying from the existing housing stock. And that, of course, is the developer. Lots of smaller developers have left the market by either going bust, diversifying into different areas, or simply being acquired and absorbed into other businesses. They often operate on fragile finances, which can change quite a lot over a two-year development project. A development from a major house builder defined as building over 500 units a year, should provide some comfort as to their longevity, but that is not all that matters. Other factors to consider are reputation, track record, build quality, and of course, financial strength. Reason number two to dislike, market shifts. If I told you that within a year, we would have a global financial crisis preventing uh, mortgage lending without at least a 40% deposit and followed by a housing crash that would wipe out around 30% off the value of house prices, would you commit to locking your money up with a contract that you could not get out of some 18 to 24 months in advance of that? No? 
or not. But that's exactly what happened from spring 2007 and a whole bunch of off-plan apartments that were built around about that time or planned to be built around that point in time. Okay, so you may say things go around in cycles, which of course is true and we've spoken about before. However, can any of us really predict with any degree of certainty when the next down cycle will be? And even if we could, what about other so-called black swan events, like the UK exiting the EU? You see, over a 12 to 24 month development project cycle, a lot can change. And that's the second reason why I don't like off-plan. Reason number three to dislike, lender risk. Lenders are strange folk, apparently. They usually employ lots of people to help them calculate, manage, and then avoid all kinds of risk with their money. A lender's first question is always, how will I get my money back on this deal? And if not, what kind of realizable security do I have? This type of thinking means they produce a bunch of rules and guidelines when it comes to off-plan. These rules can also affect our deal, of course. Maximum numbers of units with a single lender, maximum numbers of units sold to investors on a site or within a block, maximum number of floors, the right type of guarantees, the right developer, if you recall from reason number one, and so on. Many an investor, investor rather, has no clue uh, that they will actually get a mortgage on an investment property and a new build development until they apply, often many months after tying themselves into the deal. And I don't like that very much. Reason to dislike, number four, valuation risk. How do we usually value a property, we as investors? Well, for a standard rental property, we will most likely look at recent local comparable sales, uh, sales values that is, uh, to assess whether we are paying the going rate for that property. When we buy off plan, how do we undertake this kind of analysis? Well, we certainly can compare to recent local sales values, but these will be out of date by the time the property is ready to complete in around 18 months time. So how can you value something that doesn't yet exist? Reason number five to dislike. No rental income. If I were to buy an off-plan property, I would usually have to tie up a large amount of my capital in the form of deposits, fees, progress payments, and so on, with no guarantee of capital growth, which would, which would be speculative anyway, and certainly no rental income either. As the typical new build project runs for around about 18 months, that's a long time with no return on my money. I don't like leaving my money lying around too long without it working for me to earn a return, I can tell you that. So, how are we doing? <laughs> Reason number six to dislike off-plan. No opportunity to add value. As an entrepreneurial investor that I am, I'm always looking to maximize my returns. Forcing the appreciation rather than chancing it with capital appreciation is certainly one way of achieving this. I can often beat the market by improving a property in some way, and that also gives me an equity buffer in case the market turns against me. A new build property has no opportunity to add value at all. Reason to dislike number seven. Time to repay the developer premium. If we were to build our own home, what would be the costs involved? Well, the most obvious would be the cost of the land, the cost of the materials, 
and of course the cost of the labor to build it. And when a developer builds a property, they have similar costs, but they also add on their profit margin and quite rightly too. This profit margin, however, is known as the developer premium. And this can often produce a disconnect between new build pricing and existing stock pricing. And when it comes to selling that property or sometimes valuing it for lender purposes, this premium does not always stand up to scrutiny. The very minute a new build property has been bought and lived in, it becomes secondhand. And this means a would-be buyer is not as likely to pay a premium as they would for that new build property when it is brand spanking new. And in fact, what they'll probably do is just go off to the next new build development and buy from there instead. Unless, of course, the price is discounted sufficiently, hence losing the developer premium as soon as, uh, as, soon as it's been lived in. And how long does it take before this developer premium is sort of written off or neutralized, if you like? Well, it can vary, but I usually allow between 7 and 10 years myself. Reason to dislike number 8. Build quality. Creaky floorboards, wafer-thin plasterboard walls, cheap fixtures, fittings and sanitary wear are just some of the potential challenges faced with a new build property that can give rise to unexpected issues arising. Also, many new builds come without carpets, white goods and even grass in the garden, which is just another expense that needs to be factored in. Say no more. Reason to dislike number nine, snagging. One of the major selling points of a new build development used by the builder or developer is the new build guarantee, which is usually in the form of an NHBC certificate, but there are other certificates and uh, um, premiums, if you like, available. It's designed to provide assurance to the buyer that the developer will put anything right, uh, any issues that arise after the property is being completed. And of course, things can happen after the property is being completed, the shrinkage and that sort of thing that can take place. It's all perfectly natural, really. However, a few problems exist in the system. It's a hassle to deal with snagging. It takes time, and the developer's interest is to deny the claim and minimise cost, which is at odds with ours as a property owner, and not all our house guarantees are the same either, as I've alluded to. I'm aware of several cases where people have either given up or they've gone through arbitration or even the courts to resolve their disputes. Reason to dislike number 10, snake oil salespeople. This one is slightly more irrational, if I'm honest with you. However, I just can't help but notice that the new, deal, new build development often comes with some glossy brochures and slicks, uh, slick one-sided illustrations of the potential and no mention of the fact that there's a refuse site around the corner or the road won't be finished until a couple of years down the line along with phase four. Or the service charge on that flat starts to increase soon after completion, and so on, and so on. Okay, so that was all a bit negative and possibly slightly controversial as well, wasn't it? So let's just try and even things up a little bit with my one reason to like off-plan. New build, property investment. Reason to like, number one, is when the deal stacks up. So far, I've given a range of reasons why I don't like off-plan property investment. However, I have, I have actually bought a few new build properties and there was a common denominator in each of those cases. You see, they were either completed or very near completed when I did buy them. You see, buying direct from a developer towards the end of their development phase 
can sometimes produce a decent opportunity and one that can offset some of the risks in buying off plan as I've mentioned earlier. For example, one project that I did buy was presented to me when a developer wanted to get off site and sell the last remaining units quickly. And this meant an opportunity for a discount that, that I could actually have some confidence in. In other words, I could benchmark it against direct, recent sales comparable valuations uh, that had been realized in the local area, in fact, on the same site. And once I was satisfied that the price was fair or even discounted, it was an easy yes. However, it's still not without its risks. For example, many other investors that bought at the same time as me, and indeed for the same reason, when they went to apply for financing, the later ones struggled to get financing uh, approvals due to what's called concentration risks, which I've alluded to earlier. And this is where the lender, of course, doesn't want to take on too many uh, buy-to-let investors on the same site. And they found themselves having to process several mortgage applications before being approved or simply change strategy to, to flip and sell on instead of uh, buying hold. So technically, whilst I bought several new build properties, none of them actually been off plan. <laughs> so that's my get out of jail card free here. You can, you can make a new build investment property work for you, but it's far better when it's already built and not bought off plan. So in conclusion, you can tell that I'm not really a big fan of off-plan new build property investment. Yes, it can and indeed does work for some people under the right conditions. But for me, I prefer to just reduce the number of risk factors in the deals I get involved with, or at least to have some element of control over them. And for this reason, I tend to find happier hunting ground with existing stock for property investment opportunities. Alternatively, I can take on the role of developer myself to some extent and add value with a corresponding developer's premium of my own to, uh, to fall back on and enjoy. Now then, I, I must confess that <laughs> I originally wrote this piece uh, for the new Real World Property Training blog that I'm developing along with Damien Fogg. Therefore, in order to be respectful of that and also provide some added value to you, dear listener, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to post a summary version of this onto the new uh, Real World Property Training Facebook page. Um, and then I'm, I've got a, a much longer version of, uh, of this article today. This is around about 1,500 words, but there's a 2,500 word plus article. Believe me, I, I went on a bit more of a rant in there. Um, but in addition to the rant, it's also got some you know, great rationale and some top tips, in fact, of how to protect yourselves from these 10 potential downsides to off-plan property investment as well. So it's not all doom and gloom. And in fact, if you fancy a little bit of off-plan, then this list will, will definitely help you out. So to get it, all you need to do is visit the new Real World Property Training Facebook page, like the page, and then tag yourself into the off-plan post, which will, you'll find there. And uh, I'll make sure you get a copy of the full article along with those top tips that I've mentioned that's in there. So that's pretty fair, isn't it? So all the links are going to be in the show notes. So I'm not just necessarily going to give you anything to write down, but it's basically Facebook and then slash real world property training. That's where you're going to find it. But um, I hope by now that uh, you know that you can also just drop me a line, email me at uh, podcast at the property and I'll try to make life as easy as I possibly can for you as well. But can I just ask you one thing, though? Don't tell Damien Fogg that I've repurposed this off-plan article that I promised for him and the, the RWPT blog, will you? <laughs> I don't want him to, to find out.
So have I struck a bit of a nerve with you today on the subject of off-plan? Have you found it to be a successful property investment strategy and quite the, quite the opposite really to what I'm saying? By all means, get in touch and ideally join me on that Real World Property Training Facebook post uh, that I mentioned to you and uh, we can have a very civilised discussion about it there, I'm sure. But in the meantime though, that's, that's me for another week. But as always, I would like to thank you very much for joining me on the show today. And until next time on the Property Voice podcast, it's ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.